the painting. Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm Kathy. I'm John. I'm O. And I'm Spencer. And welcome to the puppet episode of More Than Dice. Uh, today we're going to talk about painting the mech warrior, excuse me, the battle tech models I have. Uh, we're going to be, the challenge was met and succeeded and now we have to put puppets on show, which is okay because we like puppets. Uh, at least one of us is a full-time puppet. Um, so <laughs> We're not sure which one that is. I mean, actually, we're totally sure which one it is. So we're going to be doing that. Um, but before we do it, let's get through all the cool stuff. We want to thank Tectonic Craft Studio for being a sponsor of the podcast and showing off a lot of their cool things. Um, Dan will be showing off some new stuff pretty soon, I'm sure, because uh, he told me he had some stuff. Um, I want to thank Muse on Minis for uh, providing uh, hosting policies and procedures for us so we can get our uh, sounds and video out to everybody as much as possible. I want to thank Metalhead Minis for hosting us and also being a provider so we can sell some of our product. We do have dice, widgets, and other measuring stuff. If you would like to go buy those, all those profits go straight back into the podcast. Uh, also, um, we are a creature creator, so you will see uh, some of us paint some creature caster models, uh, especially when the judgment stuff comes in. And Kathy is going to get to her pile of shame pretty soon um, and try to finish Not those up. Not shame. Not shame. Pile <laughs> of potential. Yeah, she has no shame at all. Pile no, of potential. There's, there's no shame. <laughs> her pile Pile of potential. Joy. Um, and she'll be getting towards that, uh, finishing up her Scissorine of Desire uh, when she can. Um, <clears throat> other than that, um, John, what are you drinking today? Well, after our talk, I decided a screwdriver was in order. Okay. All right. Kathy, what are you <laughs> drinking tonight? I am. Uh, I'm. I'm whining about it with uh, white Merlot. Oh, fancy! Not really. <laughs> uh, I will be drinking a Winter Grind Coffee Stout uh, from Mother's Brewing Company. Um, that will be my drink of choice today, uh, since I can actually start to have a drink now because I'm off of all my antibiotics. And everything. Yes, don't go angering any other bugs or other creatures to bite you anymore. Man, I, you know what's so funny about that is every time I like sit down and I feel like something like touch my leg or my arm, I'm instantly jumpy to you know make sure it's not like a a, a spider or something. And I'm like, what the? And I look, and of course it's just like my leg hair moving or something, and I'm just like, uh, oh yeah, yep. Damn it! I went out walking in the woods uh, last weekend, and afterwards i felt like i had like bugs and spider webs all over me uh we do have a few uh shout outs this week i know that uh samuel wright the voice actor for sebastian the crab passed away um and also eric carl 
uh, the child book author that wrote The Very Hungry Caterpillar passed away this week. Um, oh, Very Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. Uh, John, John mentioned that. And I'm like, yeah. I, no, jokes aside, I have no idea who that guy is. Yeah. Well, as, as a the teacher. Very Hungry Caterpillar. He did a lot of good artwork for his books and such. So, I mean, and his books are really Richard well known. Scary, so I don't really know about him from childhood books. <laughs> so... Uh, does anybody else have anybody else that uh, we need, need to shout out? Mm-mm. Yeah. John Legionnaire is just, you know. Legionnaire said Carl from Two Llamas and Hats and Carl. I think you have to say it like that. <laughs> so, guys, we appreciate you watching, listening, and following us and watching Kathy during her streams and John during his streams. And we appreciate it a lot. It means a lot to us for y'all to come in uh, during the podcast and after, because we know we have a lot of people that come in after uh, the podcast. Um, but I really appreciate it. It has been amazing to have these people listen. Um, be safe out there. Wear your mask still. Protect yourself. Um, get your vaccination. Be safe. Cheers. 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 Gross. You say gross? <laughs> no. I thought you said gross. Gross. <laughs> so, I actually watched a ton of stuff. Um,. This week. This is my shocked face. I still have two things from last week that I never talked about. Yeah, so we may kind of cut early to the uh, media section because I technically have one, two, three, four, five, six. We don't have a pod. I mean, we don't have a topic, so we could just talk about Seven. movies the whole time. <laughs> I'm okay with that. We're okay with what? Just go ahead and talk about movies. Why not? I mean, we should start with the uh, Age of Sigmar news. Okay, oh, yeah, we do yeah, have yeah, the yeah. Age of Sigmar news. So this week, uh, GW released, uh, what was it, like an unboxing type of thing of what's in the new Age of Sigmar box. Yes. And the models Is it were... models? Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Orcs and Sigmar models. Orcs and Stormcast, yes. Stormcast. Um... Stormcast has a new winged model that actually looks pretty legit. Yes, she is very cool. I am super stoked that she comes in the box set. They can fly, they can fly, they can fly, they can fly. And then... All of the new Stormcast models look really awesome. Yeah, the they, new Stormcast, they, they look pretty good. slightly smaller, corrected some proportions, so they no longer look like Terminators in the fantasy world. <laughs> and then the orcs... Um, orcs. they got a little bit... Orcs. Orcs. They're more orcs. Orky. Let's just face it. The, the vowel is silent. But they cannot copyright it without the extra U in there. But, I mean, they, they actually look a little bit more violent. Uh, they look a little bit, uh, hardcore. The way they have them in there. They're kind of more spiky bits. 
type thing. Uh, I really like yeah, the. I like the way they look. A lot more. Uh, they give off a, a Middle Earth vibe to them. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. They're grittier. Yeah, stuff. some people do not like the grittiness. Some people uh, think they look too serious for orcs who should There's... be shipped and whimsical to an extent. Ah, yeah, yeah. Well, sort of cartoony, kind of, yeah. I could see that. So. But I think it's actually cool. It's cool to have a different aesthetic for them. Yeah, uh, I like it. The box set looks like it'll be super sweet. I did find... There says, someone said they hinted at chaos dwarves. Really? Oh, yes. Live stream. They had uh, the new Oryx have their masters that they work for that provide all their weapons. So definitely hinting at Chaos Dwarves. GW would be foolish not to do Chaos Dwarves as they are so beloved by people. Oh, when, yeah. When did that they happen? and their crazy hats. Do you think they'll keep the crazy hats? They better I mean, keep the crazy hats. They've got to keep the crazy hats. I'm more interested in the fact that that leaves hope for more Hobgoblin Wolf Boys. <laughs> yes, you know we both love those. I just found Ugla Khan himself and need to find a copper shield, and then I will paint him up. I do not care if I cannot use him. He is awesome. I have two boxes of uh, him and the wolf riders. Oh, then I have used the wrong name. I meant. Yeah, you, you, you meant Gazak Khan, not Ugla Khan. Ugla Khan runs the unit. Gazak Khan is. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Khan's wolf riders. <clears throat> Digging into the piles. Don't know that. Yeah, no, that's not the that guy. guy. Yeah, that is Gazak Khan. He's he was the mercenary general, and he tastes good too. But I know that they, they, I guess that some people did not like that the orcs look more serious and gritty and violent instead of the whimsical kind of silliness that usually the orcs are. Well, to be fair, a long, long time ago, long, long chaladen, as they, they say, uh, all the models looked silly. <laughs> Let's just, uh, let's just cast our minds back to that day when all the models looked silly. Those distant times in the 80s, which I will not say how long ago it was, because it makes us all feel old. But then um, there was some rumors about the new rules. Uh, John, what did you have in the new rules? Oh, one? yes. Everyone's most favorite rule. The rule for priority. The potential for the double turn. Will they get rid of it? Will they keep it? They keep it. Oh yeah, they're totally fucking keeping it. <laughs> there is rumors that they will have an extra feature that you get to like remove an objective or some other uh, meta thing if you get the double turn against you. But mm. uh, So like a balancing thing that if you get double turned against, you get some other bonus. Yeah, yeah. So let's balance the worst fucking role in gaming. Good job, guys. Let's just keep it going. <laughs> At this point, they're committed. The the, the fucking uh, competitive players love it. And I don't know why they're catering to them because it's a fucking terrible rule. And I'm sorry if some of you guys like it. You're welcome to like it. It's a fucking terrible rule. It is the worst rule in miniature gaming. 
it is not it, there's no upside to that role. Yeah, I don't like, supposed to be potentially you can come back, but more often than not, you just shut the door on somebody and make it not a game. Yeah. There's pretty much a good chance that if you get double turned, you the other person just gives up. Oh. Big Jim, Jim Slade Gaming. Thank you for the completing completing the challenge. Wait, did a challenge get completed? Oh yes, Kathy must read a chapter. Kathy, you gotta read a chapter. Uh as a puppet, you have to read a chapter. Puppet chapter. Chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> you guys really want that? Yes. They, they, they also, got the my challenge. arm might fall off if I had to move the mouth of this thing while I'm reading a chapter. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I told you, Gunzo is a monster. Save us. He is a monster. So, I, I think you should Apparently, try. Let's I see if you can do it. Sus. I, I have to hold the book with both hands. I would have to stop puppeting. Yes, I believe Puppet Show is going to trump chapter. She will have to read chapter on Tuesday for her yes, next podcast. Yes, chapter will, will be on Tuesday, on my uh, Tuesday stream. And Tarkov Rat thinks I look sus. Why do I look sus? You got three heads? Maybe? I mean, that I means I can know. suss things out better? Yes, that's exactly what that means. Oh, let me check. Big Jim Slade does not See? think he completed it. Oh, no, he did not complete it. It just popped the thing up at the top because it's stupid. My bad. Oh, 51% complete. Oh, oh Banyan, I am super sus, huh? I will come super sus up your ass. Hmm. Where's my lasagna? Downstairs. I was told there would be lasagna. The podcast. No, no lasagna. I did try um, that meal service, Healthy Eats or whatever, where they like send you like pre-measured, pre-portioned out food. I don't feel just... like Healthy Eats would be sending you lasagna. Actually, they do have some, uh, some of that, but I mean, it's like <clears throat> it's like a meal package plan, and you we did like four meals, and they give you like a recipe card. They like. Put this and this and this together. Cook this, you know, step by step thing. Poor stretch being eaten. And then uh, you cook it all up and you eat it. And it's mostly like you can buy them in portions of two and four. And so I tried this veggie uh, quesadilla. It wasn't that great, but I'm not a veggie guy. And then. <clears throat> I just did today this uh, pasta tortellini thing, and it was actually pretty good. I don't oh, remember pasta what the tortellini co- sounds super yummy. Yeah, and it was like you first you take the Italian seasoning, put it in, put the two cloves of garlic, put it in. Uh, after you do that, you roast it up a little bit, and then you take and you put the tomatoes in, uh, soften the tomatoes up, and then you put the tomato paste in, and then wait, 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 wait. Pause everything. Hmm? Alder Flan says if you stack a lasagna on top of another lasagna, you have a bigger piece of lasagna. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It just adds more layers. Like an ogre. Mm-hmm. Like an ogre. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-mm. Oh, we're gonna have layers. Have you not seen Shrek? I told you he was a monster. <laughs> I thought onions had layers. Well, yeah. Lots of things have layers. Parfait have layers. My skin Parfait. has layers. Truth. Chickens have layers? Mm-mm. Chickens don't have layers? No, 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 not really. Hens? Hens are layers. Oh, hey <laughs> <laughs> And then, let's see, after you put in the paste, you put in some water, and then you throw in I the other ingredients. subject, but Gonzo continues. <laughs> <laughs> and then you cook it up, and then you throw it in the oven because you put this panko bread crust thing on it to crunch it you up. You put panko bread crust on it? Is yeah. that like some commie thing? It is commie. <laughs> commie bread crust. Oh. Commie pinko bread crumbs. <laughs> well, that is the only way you can get it to cover evenly. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Planet has layers. Ah, oh, the crust is the best part. <laughs> oh, God. I oh, even... but it's so oh. good when you get to the molten center. Oh, so it's like a hot pocket then. Yes, the yes. Center. You know, you dip the crust into the molten center. Mm-mm-mm. Captain Mizzy, I did not like the veggie quesadillas. Those I will never get again. Uh, the pasta was something I've had before. Just a different way of making it is all. So it was worth it. It was decent. I get it. I got like two more meals that I have to do and then whatever. So Next podcast, Cooking with Puppets. Cooking with Puppets. Oh, that'll be the next competition or challenge that we can put on there is Cooking with Puppets. And Kathy could like do Kathy baking. Kathy could do what exactly? Uh, <laughs> oh, Vader says Cooking Puppets. That of a line from the movie I watched. Oh, oh. More on that later. Kathy could do uh, baking with puppets because she does a lot of cook, like baking. I think like this Christmas, whenever you do your big cookie fest and everything that you usually do, you should do it with your puppet this time and do it on air. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Because that is no logistical challenges for her. Really easy. <laughs> oh, super easy. It's not com- complex enough. Let's just add puppets. That you don't want to get dirty. <laughs> you have Jim walking around with a camera following a you. <laughs> that he gets dirtier than I get during that process. Let's see. Wait, Captain you Mizzy know? will finally get a cheesecake one? I would make you cheesecake, Captain Mizzy. I mean, that's cherry cheesecake. Kept me in double. I don't generally cherry, but I mean, I could get cherry uh, pie filling and you could put that on top. Oh. Now I am hungry. Very <laughs> hungry, Jesus. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so glad I don't have to watch that anymore. We have one of the kids in my class. There's only two Disney movies she'll watch, and it's Moana and Tangled. I think I'm I have never to... seen either of those because I don't generally watch Disney movies. I didn't grow I up agree. with them. I think I just picked that up from a friend of mine who says it like that. They're good, but when you have to watch them every single time, 
and it's only those two, you're like, oh, yeah. I have a friend whose niece was super into The Little Mermaid, so he knew, like, every line of that movie because he'd watched it a million times with his niece. I think possibly a literal million times. Million? What? Hey, no, Wow. So, I mean, one more topic. So, so what do you think, besides that, do you think they're going to be doing, you think they may, like, shrink the battlefield of Age of Sigmar like they did in 40K? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's it's going to go to the same thing as, for, there's no point in not. I mean, there's a lot of actually good reasons for doing that. And I am glad that there is a sacred cow that they are murdering because sacred cows need to be murdered occasionally because... They're not always good. Well, I was curious about that because some people asked about us having Age of Sigmar at Warfare Weekend. And, you know, we decided not to this year. And we're preparing for the 40K stuff, of course. Mistake. Well, there's a reason that I can't talk about it. But there's a reason why we're not having it this year. Uh, So we have 40K. And, of course, mats are the different sizes now. You don't technically have to use that exact size mat. You can use and just tape off the area of the old yeah. mats. And, and Nosferatu, <laughs> the fact that you can do that on your dining room table is why they did that. Yes. And it is the greatest idea. Yes, yes. Making it actually fit a normal size table in a normal house. Genius. You don't need like a, a whole special room, you know, just to play. That's what I liked about, uh, uh, what's the name of it now? God damn it. Underworld? Well, that and uh, the other ones, which, I don't know, I'm just Necromunda? brain Warcry? Warcry, thank you. The one with the W, Warcry. Oh. It was like war something, and all I could with think was w. war something. Starts with war. <laughs> oh, what game workshop game could that be? Actually, that's quite difficult. Oh, God. The ones with the uh, with my iron golems. Yeah, I really like that. You could just throw that onto a regular size table. Yeah, I have a feeling that they're going to change the game size to the 30 by 44 type thing also. Oh, yeah, there was, there was no doubt in my mind. I mean, that's, that's standardization that is good because it serves an actual good purpose. Yeah, I have a feeling that's, that's going to happen. Anything else you think might come about? Big changes? I'm sure there's going to be lots of small changes, little stuff here or there, but honestly, aside from Double Turn, 2nd Edition Age of Sigmar is a good game. I mean, there's some egregious stuff, but it all comes down to the armies, not the actual rules. Yeah, because I know that they already... I mean, there's going to be point changes, of course, to everything, because there's going to be that. Well, that's not the important part. It's, it's the actual, like, the rules, where I yeah. watched an army of the Ostrich Bone Rippers, where the fuck they are, Bony McBonesteins, of Glenn McBoney. Uh, and there's like, all right, my armor save, my, you know, feel no pain save. All right, then let's see if I explode and let's see if I come back. I'm like, you have to make like seven rolls to kill one dude. And I was like, I, I would just literally not play that army. I'd be like, oh, you've got that? Good game. I'm going to go find someone else, find someone else to play. Like in a pickup environment, just not interested in that kind of game. Yeah. Too much going on. Yeah, it, it, it's egregious, to say the least. Most of the thought they already confirmed the new table size, which I suppose is possible. 
We don't exactly pay full attention to Games Workshop, let's be honest. Not really. But, hold on. We forgot to talk about the most important announcement. Come? Warhammer Plus. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Gonzo has not heard of the Warhammer Plus. All right, give it to me. Oh. So, uh, for a couple of years now, Warhammer's been approaching people who make fan videos mm-hmm. and been bringing them into their fold. So now they're going to have their own streaming channel with Warhammer videos. But that's not at all. Oh, no. Oh, no. They also said there's a chance there will be exclusive models available to people who are subscribers. Okay. I believe I can't look at it all. Yeah. Yeah. So. My response was, <laughs> no. Yeah, um, no. It is bad in many things, you know. First off, they don't have enough I mean, like, if it's, like, two bucks a month, like, sure, it's a great idea. Because, but they don't have content. Offering two models is obviously a see-through way to get those completionists and piss off everyone else. Yeah. Like, already there's so many cool models you just can't get. You're just like, you know, fuck your company. Why would I support your company when you're not going to do it? We don't know how much, I don't think. No, not yet. I don't know. I agree, Most Magic. If they said $2 a month, but do you really think $2 a month? I'm thinking the minimum they would go is $5 a month, and it's a little... Like, $5 a month is not terrible, but still. Do they have half the content of Disney Plus? Fuck no. Also, on top of that, did you really name it Warhammer Plus? Could you have not come up with a better name? Like, (laughs) Disney Plus, they're the first one to put the plus in. Okay, sure. Paramount Plus. Then... Paramount Plus. Well, you know, CBS All Access is a terrible name. They're short and riding the coattails. You're like, yeah, not a great idea, but not horrible. But I'm the third guy in line. Never want to be the third guy in line. It's just, it's, no. Fuck, no. No. Whoever made these decisions is a moron and probably should be slapped. Hard. Slap him hard. Well, we don't know what they're going to offer. Exclusive miniatures means maybe the stuff from their store openings, maybe something like that. Who knows? Yeah, Mo's Magic, $15 a month is the kind of stupid play I expect them to make for that. I can see them doing that. I it can see is them way too much. I mean, the thing is, though, I mean, they've got the audience who will pay it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. $15 a month, and you've watched all their content in two days. So, honestly, I doesn't matter what they charge i wouldn't be doing that so it really doesn't matter to me and the diehard fans who are gonna do that for 15 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month or whatever you know that's their choice that's their money oh, their yeah. fans and you know that's they want to do that that's great and gw wants to do that fine it is the rule of games workshop they make you excited with wonderful models and some great ideas in their games. And then they make the stupidest ideas ever. So, oh. Yeah, I definitely won't be doing that. How about that local sports team? <laughs> Who won the Bruins-Islanders game last night? Cause I had to go to sleep before it was over. 
Not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't win either. <laughs> didn't watch. I'm not. I'm not part of the sports ball stuff. Not even a ball. Uh, holy crap! The Bruins won five to two. Excellent. Even though I should, because I live in the greater Baltimore area, Baltimore Washington area, I do not hate the Bruins. That is because my high school mascot was a Bruin. And you know what? I was able to bear it. I'm still winning on my, on my Armada stuff. Mythic is like way behind. Waiting on, on your Armada stuff? Yeah, they're like super, super far behind on their orders. Um, I'll probably get my order when the new super heavy stuff comes in. So, I know... Uh, Captain Mizzy has been uh, working on hers, and they're very fiddly, as she says. That's what Nosferatu says, too. He's putting his orc stuff together, too. We have we had box show up. The box that the uh, rat mutant rat thing came in. Yeah. Yeah, that was Armada stuff. There was, it was like all Armada... And then a rat. And a rat. Yeah. Because, you know, they want to throw me a bone, I guess. But he's cool because he's got a giant gaping mouth in his stomach and it's full of teeth and it's got a big old tongue sticking out of it. Maybe I even take some green stuff and make that tongue more exaggerated and hideous. Oh, yes. You must make it like the venom tongue. The tongue that goes on for miles. Was the rat still alive? There is this rat in the box. <laughs> yes, it's still alive. It is still alive, and it has a gaping mouth in its stomach full of teeth. And a tongue. I have to see if I can find, like, an extra venom locally that is cheap and send you the tongue. <laughs> it would be awesome. He's going to send oh, you a tongue. Oh, man, what is that? What is the resin like uh, Forge World style resin there? No, Sratu? He says boiling water and straightening resin orc mass. Ugh. Oh, uh, yeah. I prefer to use a hairdryer for all of my nice, fine hair and also the models. Yeah. Okay, is... the models. I don't remember if Mizzy's were bit that much, though. I don't think they were bit or that resins much. like that. Sometimes you get good resin, sometimes yeah. you get bad resin. Yeah. Oh, oh, Mizzy snapped one of hers. Two more oh. came off in the box. That's Two more came off in the box. That's not good. Okay. Uh, well, movies? You want to go? Well, we got an hour of movies. We want to discuss an hour of movies? Kathy's like, yes. Yes. I mean, I, mean, I alone I really have four things now. Four? four things. Holy I think that's holy. the most you've ever Get had in your back. life. No, I don't think so. Also, part of it is because uh, we went long with uh, talking to Peter last week, so I didn't have time to do two of mine. Yeah, true, true. I, I have quite a bit also. We can go and do that. Um, John, do you have one? I have one, but I will wait for Kathy to talk about it too. Okay, because I want to talk about that one also. We um, can start out. Y'all want to start out? 
with that I, one. I know because the sequel is like really, really awesome, and it would be really good to hear about that sequel too. At your mouth. <laughs> You're dead I to me. Stunned at the stupidity. <laughs> dead. mouth. Dead. So this week I didn't really watch it, but I know the movie well enough to talk about it. So what movie did y'all watch that uh, will number two never exist in your entire vocabulary? Highlander. <laughs> I did see, which reminds me, I saw someone that had a Highlander car and underneath the Highlander, it said there can be only one um, on the car. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Neon, there is no number two. Yeah. Not sir. Don't tell us about it. I don't even know what you're talking about. Might be worse than Army of the Dead. Ah, uh, yes. It is worse. So Might? Before I think about it, let me tell you my favorite exchange from this movie. We'll talk about plot and everything in a second, but my favorite exchange is Connor McCloud and uh, the police forensic scientist. And he looks at her and goes, do you cook? And she's like, why? He's like, because I thought we might have dinner. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is that? Right? I like, like, I thought the same thing. I was like, wait, he's asking her to dinner, but he's not, like, taking her out to dinner. And he's not I mean, offering what's... to make dinner himself. What a chump. Cook. So they how can have... many hundred years has this guy been alive and he doesn't know how to cook? Or they just say he hasn't had another shit. woman because he's still mourning the first one. I think it's because he's got no play. <laughs> no play. God. Oh, where now, do we start with this movie? Does, I, does everyone know the plot of Highlander? Do you all know the plot? God, I would hope I mean, so I hope right now. I don't think we're spoiling anything at this point. No. No. Uh, so, Connor McLeod is an immortal. And immortals go around cutting off each other's heads to gain their power. So that until there's only one left, and then he gets the prize. The prize. You know, the real star of this show, the, the person this entire show was really about the entire time. And the who sword. should have totally won? Kurgan. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, uh... Clancy Brown and Sean Connery steal the fucking show. Nailed this it. Oh, oh yeah. my god. Everyone else is mediocre at best. And yes, I mean Christopher Lambert as well. Like, he's mediocre at best. No, am, well, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked he got another starring role after this, to be honest. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't good. I really enjoyed him in uh, Grace Took the Legend of Tarzan. Fair enough. But... I mean, the Kurgan. Yeah, I mean, it's... Clancy it's, Brown was just... Clancy Brown's best role, like, hands yeah. down. Amazing. The only problem I have with the Kurgan is at the end, they turn him into, turn him into a mustache-twirling villain rather than just the ultimate warrior. He really... Well, so he really was the ultimate warrior, and when you see him, like, he gets his suitcase and he brings it into the hotel and he starts assembling his his sword, and and I'm like... This guy has been oh, yeah. training for thousands of years by now. I mean, he has to have been at least as old as uh, Ramirez. Uh, yeah, Ramirez. And 
and yet, I mean, and he's like the only one who's just like training his balls off. And he's also the only one who does not appear to have his original sword. He had a new one made, obviously, as it comes apart. And that was not a feature of the original. I mean, smart enough to design his own sword that he can take it with him wherever and doesn't look, sus- you know, suspicious. That is I because mean, he does not have the trench coat of holding like Christopher Lambert does. <laughs> smart, sexy. Uh, uh, fighter. Uh, so. Peak condition. I'm going to say this, that obviously they score still a show, but this is not a good movie. Like, I think we love this because it hit us all when we were younger and weebs, hence the earlier note, comment on weebs, and it just sort of stuck with us because it was, it is a great concept, it's a great story concept and a great idea. Correct. But the movie itself, the script is not good. Um... Some of the scenes are not good. Some are fine. The fight, like, when they get close together, the fights are okay, but then they just totally, like, they don't have the greater layout of the fight together, so, like, suddenly random shit happens. And you're like, the fuck? As much as I hate to say a remake of this movie would be great, I think the remake of this movie could be great. Yeah, it could be. Um, it's also really dated. For, like, there's a lot of movies that came out this time that don't feel as dated as this feels. I feel like they had, like, got the cheapest sets and everything that were a little old even at the time, so now they feel super dated. You feel like you're watching a 70s movie, even though it's from, like, the mid-80s. There's some, I mean, there's some things, but I like the set with the, uh, the great big sign, although... Oh, yeah. I, I don't it's know. There's a interest I, bad at that. I mean, she did. Sorry. The whole thing with the the chick. Just That is a romance that you can totally see coming a mile away. They had all the all the chemistry and all the reason to fall in love with each other. Ah. Uh. I'm not really. I don't know what movie you're watching, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it was all yeah, pre planned no. and saw saw a mile so, away. I like the movie. I watch it for scenes. It is definitely not a movie you're going to watch frequently. Because, again, it's not good. And I hate to say it's not good, but it's not good. Uh, the it, concept it, is way better than the execution. Though I like some of the scenes, like some of the direction, some of the cinematography is good. And then some of the cinematography is fucking terrible. I don't know. Banyan suggests apparently the line is I'm Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod is an instant let's get busy line. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Um, for all the jokes aside, I actually I don't think the TV series is much better, at least not the first season. No. But there's a lot of interesting stuff, interesting stuff in there. It is definitely right. as a franchise way more interesting conceptually than the execution of it. I would agree with that. Yeah, the, the, the concept, definitely. Uh, I love how the TV show, they sort of shoehorned it before the gathering, which is when they all come together to kill each other. And I like that. They're like, look, where it's going to be before that. I, know I didn't even realize sense. that. I mean, yeah. I, I never really... Well, in the first episode. Never really saw the TV show. He almost gets killed by uh, Richard Mull from Night Court. 
I love Richard Mall. Oh, yeah. Benny uh, and I used to play the card game, and we know a lot of stupid facts about Highlander. This was a fun <laughs> card game. Though do not ask him about Iman Fasil in the backflips. He has PTSD from it. <laughs> so, what do, we, what do we rate it? Um, two and a half space herpes. I was going to go two, but yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I, I can see that. I could go to two and a quarter. I go to two, two and a quarter. Um, it at this time watching it, you know, concept aside because obviously we all know the concept now. Concept aside, would totally rather watch fully half the action movies ever made than this because there's no standout in the action. You watch it because Clancy Brown as the Kurgan is fucking awesome, yep. and Sean Connery as Ramirez is great, and the rest of it happens and doesn't it's not insulting at any point really aside from that one line it's pretty insulting to women everywhere um but it's it's okay i didn't stop and get a bottle of alcohol to drink <laughs> though i thought about it after that live holy shit <laughs> do you cook i thought we might have dinner ah the ladies are getting wet at that line i can feel it <laughs> maybe if you said it with a french accent yeah, I don't think so. Uh, we don't do. Maybe if you said it with the Arnold Schwarzenegger accent, maybe that would work. No, I don't think that's going to work either. No. I thought we would have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yep, doesn't work. Nope. No. 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 Doesn't work either. But uh, the uh, I am kind of hopeful for the remake if Henry Carnival stays attached to it because it's been in development hole for a while. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is originally attached, and I had no problem with that. He can act. I've seen him act in other movies. He's not just a funny guy. But I think Henry Cavill is a better choice. Yeah. I but who, who will be the Kurgan? That is a good question. Who question do we is, think? Who do we think? Who would be a good bad guy? What does the chat say? Who do we think would be a good Kurgan uh, in the reboot? If Henry John Cavill Cena is... as the Kurgan. John Cena. No. We wouldn't be able to see him. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> the Rock. That's funny because <laughs> I was thinking that Rock. too, but I felt like The Rock and Vin Diesel are a little on the older side for that. They could be like Ramirez. And Vin Diesel as Juan Lopez Villa. Oh, <laughs> Can you imagine Vin Diesel trying to do the accent? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it. Yeah, you need a big guy. Honestly, I think, I mean, if you could get it, Henry Cavill would be amazing as the Kurgan, but I'm happy to have him as the I mean, Yulia Clancy, Clancy Brown's Kurgan, he was really quite young. Yep, and... Apparently, some of the makeup and all they used made him a little nuts, which helped him get into character. Uh, Dave Bautista wouldn't work. He's not the right... You need a tall guy. Yeah. You need oh, a tower. Chris yeah. and the Kurgan. Chris Helmsworth? Oh, Russian. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of actors that they could do. I'd, I'd like to see someone done. Most suggest the mountain from... You guys are talking about all these older folks. Um, what 
Bro. And we want somebody who's like just 30. I can see given just someone who knows what they're doing and have... Oh, Liam Hemsworth instead of Chris because he's not as mischievous. You could do that. Liam Hemsworth's not terrible at all. I'd like to see them give a lesser-known actor a chance. I mean, and you don't need big names for all of this. Though, as Ramirez, I believe the only remaining choice is the Liam Neesons. Ooh. <gasps> what about Ooh. Al- Alexander Skarsgård as the Kurgan? Too old. You think he's still too yeah. old? Wait, wait, yeah. wait. Mm, yeah. We can speculate till the cows come home, but I'm interested to see where it goes. We all know that whoever I choose is going to be cast, right? Because I know so much about movies. (laughs) 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 Ha ha! Mark Hamill as Ramirez. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Moe's Magic Ring. Mark Hamill. Yes, yes, yes. What age is it? What's age got to do with the Kurgan? He's immortal. Yeah, well, which means he should be about 30. Just like every yeah. other immortal should be. Yeah, I, it confused the hell out of me that Ramirez was so old. I'm like, when do you decide you're going to be immortal? When when does it come upon you and why is he so old? When you are killed in battle the first time, you rise again as an immortal. Like a vampire, just less fighting in darkness. So he was God. just really old when he died in battle for the first time? Yeah. Impressive. He was I mean, that good. The Kurgan, who was the greatest among them. He was. He should have. He should have won it all. So I watched a pretty old movie also this week. Um, I needed to do some stuff on and work some things out, so I put on some good background movie, and that was the wrong thing to do because this background movie kept me glued watching it because it's one of my favorite to watch, and. and that is do that ever. Yeah. Uh, I watched the original 1991 Three Musketeers. <gasps> okay. Oh my god, I love that hold movie. On, hold on. Full stop. Full stop. The original 1991 Three Musketeers? Really? To me, that's the original. It's not even close to the original. Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. Okay. It's, not even it's a tale as old as time, Correct. as they Beauty say. The but it's not the... <laughs> Beauty of the Beast. Uh, but it is not the newer version. I wanted to make that definitely clear. It but is not, not the, newer. the original version. I mean, it's enough to say that the 1991 movie with, uh, yeah. Charlie Sheen. Rod and... Stewart Sting and Brian Adams on the soundtrack? Oliver Platt All is Porthos. And, and Oliver and... Platt is Porthos is amazing. He's my favorite character in that whole thing. Yeah. He was mine too, yeah. You know, I was watching it, and I'm just like, I, I know all the lines, I know everything's going on, nothing's a surprise, and I'm still having a blast with it for the simple reason that this movie still holds up to today, because all nothing was done with special effects, everything was done with stuntmen, the falling from the buildings, the dropping of things on people, the jumping, you know, from rooftops, all that stuff was done with stunt people, and no green screen. No, you know, no special effects whatsoever, pretty much. And I was like, this movie holds up still because when you do special effects, you can tell because you're just like, oh, those are old special effects. 
but the special effects, you know, there's none in this, so it actually holds up really, really well for something that's done in 91. Um, it's a really fun, lighthearted version yes. of Three Musketeers. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed... But Fabian's right. If we could just backtrack but a moment. The soundtrack oh. of Highlander, entirely by Queen, was kick-ass. Oh, and everyone look away for a minute. I've got something to show only Bane on. Oh, okay. Let me, <laughs> let me look away. All right. We're done there. Okay. Let me look back. Yeah, okay. the Queen soundtrack is really good. Um, it is arguably the, the, the best part of the movie. Maybe the second best after the, after the Kurgan. It may be better than Sean Connery at points. It's pretty good. And it's not actually advertised as a Highlander soundtrack. It's actually the Queen album, a kind of magic, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah, kind of magic. magic. Well, I didn't because obviously Flash Gordon. And hopefully you saw Flash Gordon first because Flash Gordon is fucking amazing. Flash Gordon is a better movie than Highlander in many, many ways. Yeah. Kathy, I had to do that as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no oh. lasagna for you. Banyan, three numbers, sir. Three numbers. He knows them. But I really, really enjoyed uh, the Three Musketeers a lot. I, I think feel it's like a I great need movie. To watch that again. It's, I, I, it's I do solid. too. It's actually on my list, but I actually want to go through and I want to watch. The actual original. The actual original. There. Actual original. I mean, <laughs> the book is good. Alexander Dumas, the book. Yeah. Fantastic. It's the best book written by a dumbass. I mean, Dumas. <laughs> uh, but that, then that one, then The Man in the Iron Mask, also a great movie. Yes. Ooh, yes. Yeah, another one. And then finish off with the Three Musketeers that came out in the 2000s. That mm. I that is it good? No, but it's fucking amazing to watch. Wait, wait, wait! Yes. The one with the the airship battle where oh, there's an god. airship with yes. the cannons. Yes. Oh god, yes, yes. That is so fun. It and was so fun and watch. so unlikely. And the sword fighting in it when they like the big scene when they're all fighting off the guard is amazing. That seems super awesome. Oh. That seems like it would be a really fun, like, marathon weekend of of Three Musketeers stuff. Yeah, I, I like watching remakes and stuff like that. Like, I have a weekend, or, or coming up, I'm going to watch Clash of the Titans, the remake, and then the sequel to Clash of the Titans, the remake. Huh. I like, I like doing themes like that. I mostly do that on my other podcasts, though. Not so much here. More one-and-dones here. So, you know, that's why we watched Highlander. We didn't watch anything. It was actually a series of movies. Uh, you may proceed, sir. Sorry. No problem. Uh, I just really like this one. I think this one, uh, to me, it gets zero space RPs for me. Uh, just because uh, it's a great, solid, fun film. And, like I said, it holds up to this kind of time. going to be a one. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see someone saying I would, that. I would think one, two... I love it, but, but fun I think because fun. it is super fun. But there are some points you're just like, eh. 
I must say, uh, D'Artagnan's love interest was definitely a a teenage crush of mine. She was. <laughs> I actually didn't even like D'Artagnan in it. Yeah. I... Like, he could have just died in a fire, and I could have watched Athos, Porthos, and Aramis all day. I, yeah. I think that was a failing of the movie, because you need him to be enjoyable and likable. The, uh, the 2000s one with the airships, I thought he was much more likable and enjoyable in that. Yeah. But I think that's sort of a, uh, what, Chris O'Donnell problem, not necessarily uh-huh. a story problem. Yeah. I For some that. reason, he's not likable. He's fine in movies, but like, as, like, as Robin, as Zam, you're just like, eh, fuck you. Valid. I think the only good movie is uh, Scent of a Woman with Pacino. I think he's much better in that. He's much more likable and relatable. I was thinking about watching that recently. Pacino's great in it. Holy I've, moly. I've never watched it. I've seen the majority of it, not just not all at one sitting. Okay, who is going next? No more uncomfortable silence. Uh, I, uh, Cassie. Last, last weekend, I watched two movies that could not be more different. I watched Bumblebee <laughs> and I watched Django Unchained. Uh, one of those I love very much. That one I have not watched because I do not think I would like it that much. So Spoiler, Django Unchained is the one I did not watch. Django Unchained was amazing. It's not one that I would watch over and over again because it has a lot of dark moments. It's a very deep, deep movie. There's a lot going on with it. But it was incredible. It was amazing. Worth watching one time. It is definitely on my list. but yeah, I, I mean, I like westerns, but it is not technically speaking a western. It had horses. It was a western. They were cowboy hats. You know what it had in it? It had that... Uh, that that whole thing with the uh, the guy kind of out for vengeance a bit, and then the big rich guy. I mean, it really it really had a sort of outline of a classic western. Oh yeah, well, it, I mean, it's more of a standard vengeance flick. I mean, add some so much a classic western. There are no Indians or any. Vengeance. There are very few tropes of the old west in it, but it is definitely set in the western era. It really, we're not. Not tropes of the old west. I loved uh, Christoph Walsh uh, as as one of the good guys in it, and he was fantastic. And of course, he was German in it, and his character, you know, not being from the U.S not having the the baggage of a southern person at the time and how they or even anyone in the US at the time about how they regard slavery uh, you know he had a whole different take on how to treat human beings yeah. but most of the other people I mean it, I mean it takes place in let's see it's in Texas and then they go east to North Carolina and it it resolves in North Carolina. But, you know, it's 
it's a slave who is freed and then he goes off and he wants to you know get his wife back who's still in slavery and this german teaches him how to be a bounty hunter and they become partners and you know teaches him the skills i mean basically is his mentor and and the two of them go back and and you know try and and make this thing happen this 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 quest so this is set pre pre old west in uh the pre-civil war era then yes it's yeah pre-civil war i am i'm glad to hear that you like it because uh it is on my list and i was worried i wasn't sure if it was gonna be very good or not uh Quentin Tarantino has a habit of making things much more bloody style over substance sometimes. See that World War II shit he made. There's plenty of blood. Oh, yeah. It's still a Quentin Tarantino movie. Absolutely. It absolutely has the feel of it, but I, from the very first moment the movie started, I was in love with, like, the scenery and the music and and I was riveted the whole time. Is is it something that I would watch over and over? It's it's very deep. It's a really thoughtful movie. Uh, it actually ends up being more thoughtful and deep than I originally thought it was going to be. It totally is worth it, though. It's worth it to see it at least one time. I'll agree. you see it at least once. Once I was done with it, I was okay. Well... I'll be honest, so Quentin Tarantino is a director that I much more respect more than actually enjoy his stuff. My favorites are Jackie Brown and then the two Kill Bills. And then after oh, that, I liked, I like Jackie fine. Brown. I like the Kill Bills. I really enjoyed Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is enjoyable, but it's, I mean, again, as sort of a vignette sort of thing. It's not so much, even though it does, if you put it in order, it does tell a whole story being placed out of order. It makes it a little jarring. It's good, but it's not my top three, obviously. And I don't... Reservoir Drogs is a little much for me. I and, never uh, saw Reservoir Drogs. What is the one, the World War II one he made? Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, that one's not even a good... That's his worst movie by far. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. I think that's his worst one. So I, I will have to give that a try and, and, and take a look at it uh, on Kathy's recommendation. So, Kathy, what do you give it? Oh, it's zero space herpes. Zero. Cool. John, do you want to go? Uh, I'm done. You're done? Okay, then I guess I will go. I talked about Zulu two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I watched a series that Kathy had watched recently, and I can't wait for season two, and season two comes out pretty oh i know what one you're talking about i watched the entire season of lupin and i really liked it i haven't actually finished it yet i have finished it and i will say that i did watch it dubbed the dubbed is bad uh the dubbed voices are pretty bad I'm going to give you a little uh, spoiler here, Gonzo. Most of them are. With the exception of Cowboy Bebop. 
Yeah. Dubs are always bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know At me. At least uh, American dubs. Yeah. Yes, fair. But I did notice, I did watch the trailer for season two, and they've got different people to Boop do the in dubbing. the Netflix, Mo. Yeah. Yeah, Mo, if it's the anime, I'd be more on it. I... I... I enjoy Loop in the anime. Oh, yes, Loop in the Netflix so is good. fantastic. It was Especially it was really good. Some of the old original Arsene Lupin uh, stories from God, whenever that was written. I mean, I like the you know this type of storytelling. You know, the gentleman thief type thing, and you know, I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to you know screw with you other ways and still beat you up and get away with the cool little tricks and all that stuff. I really like those type of shows. Those are really cool. I like the, the gotcha type stuff and on those characters. And I like the gentleman, you know, thief type atmosphere. And, and it is a new twist and everything on it. And it's a modern day, uh, version, but it was really solid. Um, definitely the, uh, voice acting for the American, you know, and voiceover and dubs was not good. Uh, if you can watch subtitled, I suggest watching it subtitled because it's much better at subtitled. I mean, to be uh, fair, I watched everything subtitled. Yeah. That's what I do too. So yeah, I yeah Highlander was much better subtitled as you can catch some stuff they can't <laughs> tell, they can't do. You know, the subtitles were weird because they were done in the 90s because I have the 10-year anniversary edition. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't generally watch stuff in English with subtitles, but I get why oh. you... Why I do you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I, I, I watched it and I was like, man, this dubbing is really bad. And I switched over just to hear it, you know, in, in the native tongue. And I was like, oh, this is much better, but I can't watch it because I get too distracted um, by it. But uh, like I said, the new trailer came out and uh, it looks like they've got someone else or some other actor doing the dubbing. So hopefully it's a little bit better. I I really liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, the character is very likable and enjoyable. The heists and all the behind-the-scenes stuff is really good. Won't spoil any of it because Kathy's still trying to finish it up. Um, I give it maybe one Space Herpy, just because there's a little bit of slow parts, but it's not bad. Uh, but overall, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I can't wait for the new season, which is coming out, I think, next week. Cool. Uh, which I'll have now. I have plenty of time to catch up on a ton of shows that I wanted to watch. So that's definitely going to be up there on the list. So I recommend it. Kathy? So the other show that I watched last week was Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Bumblebee, the Transformers. I haven't watched any of the live action Transformers movies at all. Uh, but Bumblebee just, it looked like it would be fun. The rest of them look, eh. The first one is actually quite good. It is Michael Bay somehow at his best. Yeah, he totally gets the idea there, but uh, they sort of fall off the uh, the train really quick, though there are some interesting things in later ones. I've watched them all. I can talk about them. So, I like the girl. <laughs> if I had seen this, if I had seen this when I was a kid, uh, the girl, I would have like pretended to be her all the time in my little kid let's pretend moments. Oh, yeah, it, it, it's a good movie. It was very enjoyable. <clears throat> An actual good 
protagonist for that kind of family movie. I liked it. <clears throat> I like the, uh, I mean, the way he gets to Earth, what happens with the, the fact that he lands like right in the middle of this sort of training thing is funny, but, and the poor, the poor Bumblebee is such a, a sympathetic creature, you know, if you can call it a creature. I, like, I don't know the lore of <laughs> Transformers. Oh, that's okay, because this does not follow the lore at all. Um, but... So, the I thought it was... is here. The lore is over here somewhere. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but just what... You know, I'm just talking about the lore of what Transformers actually are, aside from vehicles that transform into robots that... They're robots. ...and feel. In disguise. <laughs> There's a war between the Autobots and the Decepticons. But, like, are they are they some kind of... Like, are they living? Like Yeah, they're living. Living in them, you know? Yeah, they're living. They have a, a spark. They can be killed. Or, uh, I think that's technically Blitzwing in the beginning is killed. And then the two other ones, uh, uh, you know, red and blue later are killed. I don't forget their names. So they can be killed. It actually is worrying. I don't remember as much about Bumblebee as I did about Django Unchained. I think, I think that's telling. Like Django Unchained was amazing, and Bumblebee, I really enjoyed it. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it's a good family-friendly movie. It's a good soft reboot for the Transformers series. We'll see if they do anything else, uh, which is too bad. But I can talk about that another time when we talk about Transformers in general. But um, I did like Bumblebee. It was super fun, enjoyable. Uh, it's that kind of movie done right. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was a good solid Transformer solo project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like what they did with it. Uh, <laughs> John Cena and it is super amusing. They're called the Decepticons. Oh, yes. <laughs> that should be the first clue. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked him, and he, he definitely, they, they used him correctly. Well, actually, John Cena as an actor is slightly underrated. His first movie wasn't good, but since then he's actually gotten a lot better. Of course, someone messaged me in the middle. But there you go. What, what do you give Bumblebee, from as much as you can remember? He was, he was, what's the name of the guy? The character. I don't remember the name. I don't remember the character. I don't remember any of the characters. He was the army dude. Oh. Yeah, the main army dude. We're going to slap you later, Batman. Just so you know. You will get the puppet slap. (laughs) The most humiliating of slaps. (laughs) Three-headed dragon. To the face. So, you're right puppet slap (laughs) (laughs) do you want to give it a rating Kathy one nope we got one one space herpy one sounds fair he's from space herpes happen Mm -hmm. very fun fun music but the smiths I mean (laughs) smiths it's been a long time since I've heard the smiths uh my sister bought me the Smiths when I was young, and she was in the military, and she's just finding stuff on the PX. She's like, maybe John <laughs> like, and I did like the Smiths. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the Smiths. Yeah, they're depressing. Okay. Episodes, you know, Strange Ways Here We Come, which is the album I got, is actually a very good album. 
Alfonso, save us from uncomfortable silence. Um, I watched another feel good, uh, enjoyable because I needed some background noise, and of course I didn't do the same thing. I started watching it um, because it came a recommendation after watching, for some reason, the Three Musketeers because uh, I was on, of course, Disney Plus, um, and it was Ant Man, the original, not Ant Man and Wasp, just the original Ant Man, and. You know what? Yeah, because those two are related. Yeah, I, I thought that was weird. Oh, yeah. Direct line. Yeah. So I was just like, that was kind of weirded out by it. But I actually enjoyed it more this time around than I have before. And I think the reason why is I know what happens after all of this. And um, it just kind of melds with it really well. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's even funnier now. Or, yeah, that's even cooler now. Um. But I really enjoyed it a lot more this time. I thought it was really good. Um, it wasn't a bad one to begin with. It was just unique and different for the Marvels at the time, I think. Yeah, um, it was. Well, I mean, so the problem is that uh, the original director wanted it to be not related to the Marvel movies. Of course, Marvel put the kibosh on that shit real quick. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but I think Peyton Reed took what he had, had started and made a great movie out of it. I, I enjoyed the crap out of it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I was really impressed. There was some stuff I was like, oh, yeah, this scene's really funny. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, just so on and so forth. Oh, what's his name? Michael Pena. Fucking a delight in the whole thing. He's great. His his acting in it and his character is just funny as shit. He's really good. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, I was like, okay, I'll watch it. Didn't have any other reason to. And I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I give it uh, one and a half space therapies. Oh, that's a little harsh. I'd probably give it one. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Just one and a half. But again, I mean, on the Marvel scale, it rates sort of middle of the pack as far as yeah. concerned. But uh, that's just because Marvel movies, that's that's a fight. Yeah. So, I never saw it, man. I saw the second one. Yeah. You didn't see the first one? Uh, I used to see oh. the first one. The first one's really good. You see the first one. It is, it is delightful. Yeah. Um, and so after I was watching that, of course, something else popped up that was like, oh, you should watch this. And I'm like, yes. So I watched it this morning and, of course, lost three and a half hours of my life watching it because it's still amazing. And I still get choked up and I still get, you know, happy and excited and, you know, uh-huh. still root and holler for it. And it was in game. Um, Man, it was what Avengers, uh, Infinity Gauntlet in game, the last one. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And I still enjoy the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still, yeah, it is solid. Um, seeing Captain America get the hammer, you know, seeing the emotions, yeah. yes, that's, I mean, nothing will ever live up to the first line, but I think honestly, several of the Avengers movies have had that sort of feeling at a couple points where you're just like, hell yeah, in the theater. Yeah. There are plenty of stuff, especially, you know, going back and seeing it and knowing, you know, the feeling, like, you know, like Thor feeling like he's worthless and then getting the hammer and Rocket, you know, slapping him and saying, hey, you are. Rocket, get your shit together. the best of the damn Guardians of the Galaxy. Holy moly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rocket and Nebula, how did they become the best of the Guardians of the Galaxy? What <laughs> yeah. happened? And I mean, and it actually makes it even, you know, that little that little gleam in your eye when you know he gives like, well, it's your shield, really. 
And, you know, you're like, yeah, it is, because uh, now he's Captain America. And stuff. So, I mean, you see all that storyline unfold type yeah. thing. It, and it's good because it's a capstone on it. You see the character growth. Like, watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Watch Endgame. Look at the growth in, like, Rocket. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, so I'm not the biggest fan of Infinity War, but Rocket is great in Infinity War, too, because you see his growth there as well. And you see the characters, they grow and change. Mm-hmm. They're not who they are at the start of the series, and that's great. Yeah, it was it's still good. I still get choked up on every scene, you know, that you're supposed to with the feels. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, I know it's coming. Shit. <laughs> but it's still really, really good. You still, you know, hoop and holler and go fuck yeah and, you know, so on and so forth at the right times. Um, and I really feel sorry for DC because it's a bar they they can't they can't get over. Oh yeah, they they can't they can't even they, they always be second and that's too bad because I mean it's going to hurt They have a them. lot of good material, and they just can't I know. do anything with it. No. Well, it's the problem being second in anything. Like, you know, I joked about the third man in line before. The second man in line has a hard time as well, because it's just so fucking epic. Yeah, the thing is, they just can't do it right either. I mean, because there's a, there's a great, like, one of my favorite DC stories is the Infinite Earth Crisis um, that it's I read that you I can't read. do that. That that was a result clearly of stuff that happens in the comic book and having too much yeah divergent alternate worlds and all that. I mean, Flashpoint has a chance of being something special, but we'll see if they ever get it off the ground. Yeah, I, I just don't think that DC could do a good epic storyline like the way Marvel no, did. They're trying too hard to chase Marvel and do silly shit. Yeah, don't care so thing. much about they. You know, they want to do that epic storyline thing like Marvel, like you're like you're saying. But they don't need to. They could just do some one-off freaking movies. Yep. Whatever happened to just one-off movies? No. Money. A franchise is the way forward now. Money. I mean, look, Aquaman. Aquaman's a great one-off movie. You don't need the rest of it. I mean, there are no. notes there. It's a great one-off movie, though. I mean, you could, sure, you could do, like, little cameos or little Easter eggs or little, you know, fun little references or something because it's in the same universe. Without having it be a sequel to, you know, a specific movie or without yeah. the idea of another sequel coming after this movie. Yeah, you you can build up to something else big. You can lay the groundwork. I mean, Marvel tried to, and the problem really is that they bit off more than they can chew. And I never thought they would land the whole Infinity Gauntlet type of series, mm. but they, they, they stuck the landing. Jesus. Got a little squicky there in the middle, near towards the end of like Infinity War. I'm like, eh. Then they stuck the landing. I'm like, all right, good job. Yeah, they did really good. I mean, and I say the Infinity War, Jesus, still a good movie. It's just got some problems, but Endgame just fucking sticks the landing. Jesus. Oh yeah. So. Like they uh, didn't have an idea of some epic sweeping thing when the first Iron Man was made, right? Um, they, they, they laid the groundwork with the, uh, Sam Jackson scene at the end about the Avengers initiative, which was a good call. And then as you know, when the Hulk went kind of mediocre, they kept going again. And then Thor hit pretty good. And then Captain America, I mean, they were committed quickly to doing the Avengers, which is a good call. And they did good setup for it. They set up all the main guys, the big three. I'm not talking about wizards, aliens, and whatever the third one was. <laughs> I'm talking about Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America. They set them up really well so that it worked when they put the Avengers out. I mean, that's 
I mean, I love Endgame, and I'd probably like it more than Avengers, but man, it's close. That's a hell of a fight. Yeah, they're still good. Still solid. Yep. Uh, zero, I assume? Oh, zero, yeah. <laughs> Kathy, do you have another one? I do have another one. Go for it. You guys aren't going to believe the other one that I have. Speaking of movies from the 1980s. Uh, Beastmaster. No. Um, no. Ice Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how apropos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so terrible. Yes, it is. So good. I love it. It's yes. so awful. I love it. So cheesy. Oh my god, but it's a classic. Yeah. Why did you make him black? Because <laughs> I wanted him to be perfect. Classic. <laughs> it was heavy rotation on the Exactly. It, you know what's funny is I, I showed the trailer to a couple people and they're like, this movie is bad. And it's like, you know. You couldn't get away with this stuff nowadays. And I'm like, no, no, you that's can't. What, that's what I was saying today, too. I was like, you couldn't make a movie like this today. No. And the whole time I'm like, you know, he goes to, to abduct the princess. And it's it's really sort of a rapey sort of yeah. scene. I'm like, what oh, the? Yeah, the 80s are very, very rapey, like, What the hell? But, but the whole movie, I mean... You know, it is very much a product she, of its time. How she ends up, yeah, as a love interest and and everything after that, I don't understand that, but it, it doesn't matter because the whole movie is just, I don't know, it's just so bad it's good. I as far as I love it's not meant to be understood, only experienced. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. It's just so ridiculous. The whole thing is just like one ridiculous thing happening after another. And it's it's ludicrous and it's funny. Yep. So mm-hmm. I give it like uh, four space herpes. <laughs> but I absolutely will watch it again. Yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those so bad it's good. And a heart on, uh, on uh, Letterboxd because I liked it. Yes, yes. You don't have to have a great movie for you to like it. Sometimes you just like a movie. Like, we like Lylander, even though it's not a great movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's one of those, holy crap, this is bad, but it's, okay, I get it. Type thing. Um, I did binge watch another season of something. Um, and... Of course you did, because <laughs> you do nothing else in your life but binge watch. Binge watch. Can I just first before you say that? What? Can I just say Angelica Houston really kicked ass in ah. uh, Ice Pirates? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and it came out this week, and I've been looking forward to this new season because it left off on a semi cliffhanger, and I watched season two of Ragnarok, um, which is kind of a new telling of Asgard's and gods and everything. And where, like, Loki and Thor are pretty much teenagers and uh, Freya and all those other people are pretty much teenagers in this. Um, it... Wait, 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 wait. I have a question. Uh-huh. Loki and Thor are teenagers. Yeah. Freya 
Thor's mother is a teenager. Um, I believe... No, she's a little bit older adult. I think so. Hold on, let me check. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Um... Boy, got vault. Let me make sure. I'm not saying that's creepy. But it's creepy. Give me a second. Let me make sure I'm thinking of all Not my... to derail your entire uh, review with, uh, with my input of logic. <laughs> but sometimes this stuff is important. remember oh I'm not showing the people that are in this for some reason it's all success review Duran <laughs> but <laughs> um, I will say that this show is actually pretty damn good this season I think this season is better than the first season in my opinion um, I don't remember you reviewing the first season uh, I did oh, watch yeah, the first season I remember season. that and it, it, it starts off kind of CW-ish, and then it oh. branches off. All of the characters are teenager, and it starts off CW-ish. Uh, of course. I am shocked. Yeah. I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, but it moves away from that, and then it now goes to this new season, and it, um, it concentrates more on the... Asgard and the Giants and less on the drama of teenage life and everything. Um, they do break out and they talk about um, the character that's supposed to be playing Loki uh, being uh, trans or because um, he can shapeshift into any type of thing. And the character actually starts oh, doing that. That's, yeah. that's not trans. That's really actually insulting to to trans people no well the way they describe it thing at all it's like like as a subject that a show should cover that is not the way you do it um the way that they did it and they brought it about um is the way there's there's a character in this in the in the story that supposedly knows all asgard history and the person that's playing the Loki character, and I can't remember the actual character's name, uh, because they they don't call him that in the show. Um, the character is like, well, isn't like Loki trans? And the guy's like, well, it's not really trans. Loki can shapeshift and be whatever he wants. He can be everybody in anything. And the character starts going to be more the Loki figure character that's playing that character is going to be more like an androgynous character uh, because of the way they're feeling and acting for the show. Um, so they, they kind of meld it together. So it's not like he's saying that Loki is a transgender. They're just saying that Loki is very gender fluid. Up. Like, no, no. Like, bringing up this fluid is cool, but mentioning trans is a horrible, horrible fucking mistake for a, sh for a show like that. Because, I mean, I, I have people, friends who are trans, and oh, that yeah. is just disrespectful. Um, I don't think it was disrespectful because they brought it out the way they brought it out. Because he, like I said, he, the character brought it up as wasn't Loki the first transgender, and the teacher was more like, no, he was more like gender fluid type thing. I, 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 I think it's probably a subject they should not even approach upon. Yeah. I, I don't know why they hit on it because it was that story. That episode was more about him 
and I think it's what it was because at that time he was having problems with who he was. Um, and well, yeah, that's that's even <laughs> worse if the episode was about that because that's it wasn't yeah. just about that. It was more about that character and that character development. It was a character development of that character. Um, but it was still good. Um, they, like I said, they stay away from the teenage drama. Uh, and it's only like very little bit on there at times, uh, of people liking each other, but it, uh, it was really good. Better than the first season, in my opinion. Um, I do, I know if it's going to get a third one. I don't know. I hope so. I mean, it was only like, what, uh, six episodes long. And they're only like 45 minutes to an hour long, so it's pretty short. Um, but it built a lot of good story. I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I hope they get a third season because it's just now picking up. They started, uh, people start getting their powers in this season. So, like, the character that plays it would be Thor. He's super strong and, you know, immortal, so on and so forth. And then uh, Loki starts getting his... And everybody starts getting their Asgardian powers to fight the giants off. So it's it's an interesting take. Um, I like it. I'm gonna probably gonna give it like one and a half space herpes, pushing two because there are some slow parts in it. But overall, it's pretty decent, and I can actually watch this dubbed. Um, unlike most stuff, I can't watch dubbed. <laughs> is it is it not in English inherently? No, it is not. It's Norwegian. Um, it is a Norwegian TV show. Interesting. Then I'm going to blame probably the translation on that oddness. Uh, it could be. I don't know. I'll have to look it up on it. Um, but um, it, it's not a bad dub for sure. I can actually watch it uh, and not be cringed about it. So I enjoyed it. I hope they get another season because it really picked up really well. So... Um, I guess we can do one last one. Um, uh, so, of course, I was perusing some more Disney Plus stuff, and I went to my wish list to put something on there, and I was like, oh, what do I have on my wish list? And I was cooking dinner and started to eat dinner, and I started watching Treasure Planet, uh, Disney's version of uh, Treasure Island. And that's still a great show. Treasure Planet, Treasure Planet was Disney. I didn't know that. I don't know if it's Disney, but it was on the it's on Disney Plus. Uh, it is a Disney show, yeah, because it had the Disney come up. Um, oh, I haven't seen Treasure Planet. I, I'm interested. People say good things about it. And I'd like to see it. Mo's Magic says, "I stumbled upon a nice animated kids show on Netflix called Eden. It's no Kippo, but I thought it was interesting, but really short. Thought you guys might enjoy it." Uh, I am two Thank episodes in on Eden, and I just can't get into it. It is not holding me. Oh, yeah. It's a kid's show, not a teenage show. So Gonzo is not as into it. There are plenty of kids shows <laughs> that much. Um, but I... <sighs> Treasure Planet is really good. Uh, going back to Most Magic, I don't, know, I don't know what it is. I just can't get into the story. I don't know if it's the flow of it or whatever. But it, it's not, like I said, it's not long. So I'll probably watch it some more and see if I can get it get into it a bit more. Uh, but Treasure Planet is actually really solid. I only got through like half of it because uh, I was using this background noise while I was cooking dinner and stuff. 
and eating dinner and it's still really solid it's still a really good retake on treasure island it doesn't beat muppet treasure island but it is actually still pretty damn good oh but this is it better than titan ae my other favorite animated of that type yes um titan ae i think they rank really close together okay. um so I, I think you would like treasure planet if you like titan ae Planet so, Bob. Planet Bob. <laughs> hey, you're not that to live on, Bob. Yeah. Planet Bob. Yeah, and, and what's funny is I was watching that, I was like, oh, yeah, I need to watch Titan AE because it's got the same feel and same, you know, je ne sais quoi type thing to it. So uh, oh, you would like Planet... Now he's using French on us. That's like an insult. <laughs> Told you he's a monster. So, um, I didn't get to finish watching it, but it's a good solid, like, one space RP, in my opinion, because it's got really good voice actors in it, and it's just, it's just a good, solid, fun movie. Um, nothing too crazy, but just solid. Didn't like Treasure Planet. <laughs> I liked it. I gave it one space RPs. Um, that seems to be about it. We are done with a puppet episode. Yay! Here we go, a little crazy. So, guys, we appreciate y'all coming on here and watching and listening to us a lot. It is a lot of fun. This was really silly. Um, I'm going to try to find someone that can make me an actual Gonzo puppet. Um, that actually there looks decent. There has to be a Gonzo puppet out there. The one that I tried, and it, it, it's it's horrid. It's just a horrid-looking puppet. Um, so I'll see if I can find one better. But you could you could get a custom one made from the same people that made this puppet, and have it just be Gonzo adjacent. <laughs> Gonzo adjacent, almost Gonzo, but legally, legally distinct. Legally distinct. Yes. <laughs> so. I'll have to see about that. Um, guys, we're going to go ahead and send y'all off to... Uh, looks like Zambies tonight. Um, we appreciate y'all listening, y'all watching, everything you do. Don't forget to join John Monday night as he does his MechWarrior online. And then Kathy, Tuesday through Thursday, will be painting and still working on oils, correct? Yep. And Friday, Friday, Friday is... I'm going to read The Fall of the House of Usher by Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, snap. Yeah. I read some Poe this last Friday, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, ooh, follow the House of Usher. And if I have time after I finish Follow the House of Usher, I will read The Telltale Heart. Oh. And you also have to read... Um... Yes, Tuesday. Tu well, no. Oh, no, not yet. It was not quite there yet. yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. It didn't finish. Up a thing at the top, like a we thought thing. It. It's close. It's close. Well, it's, it's over, close. over 50%. Everyone, go Monday night and let's push it over the top. Like yeah, I'd want we'll to move me about arm wrestling. Ah. Yeah. So, guys, we appreciate it. Please take care of yourself. Wear your mask. Get vaccinated. Be safe. We want to see you and see you back here. From Mother Dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm happy. I'm <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> Good night. Good night.